Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor, KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We are going to do something about it. So let's dig in. Talk about five ways to de-stress in your car. And why this is important is because 91% of U.S. workforce does not cope with stress in a healthy manner. I was one of them. I was one of those people that would sit in the car and just get all jacked up in the morning before work. I'd be upset that I wouldn't want to go in. Some days that were so overwhelming, I would just want to break down. Um, this is similar to even people you see in the grocery store parking lots or, or department stores where you just see that they're breaking down in their car and they, they just don't want to leave that small safe space. So we're going to talk about the unhealthy behaviors, but we're also going to talk about five things you can do to move into more healthy behaviors in that car. Because that car is kind of a personal safe space, it's okay to take those moments. It's just when you move into the negative and unhealthy actions that you want to be aware of. So the first one is, uh, what are you telling yourself in your head? So it's okay to have a bad day, a bad morning, those type of things, but if every morning you're sitting in front of your office, not wanting to go in and just telling yourself, man, today's gonna suck. I can't. I don't want to deal with this person. Or the moment I walk in, people are going to jump all over me. Well, your brain's looking for proof of your thoughts. We already went over that in many episodes already. So what are you telling yourself that your brain's going to look for proof of? If, if you think you're going to have a crappy day and that person's going to be difficult and people are going to jump all over you, your brain's only going to seek out those actions. So you have to be careful about what you're telling your brain. Um, if I say, I'm really excited to see so-and-so today, and I'm really excited for this meeting, I'm gonna make an impact, or in general, I'm excited that I can get out in the office today, or see my patients, or um, make an impact in general. Whatever you're gonna tell yourself, see if you can go more into the positive. And we're gonna get into other techniques and tips as well, but what are you telling yourself when you walk through that door frame, or when you sit in the car, and how could you switch it to make it a more impactful, positive, or bringing value back into your life type of day. Now, there's three things you can do in the car at this time to start switching your mindset. Sometimes it's difficult for us to just like say that, especially when we've had experiences. You might even be in trauma at this point uh, through the pandemic. So the healthy behaviors that you can start to do in your car before you go in um, might be able to shift your mindset. So the first one is music, or writing in a journal. So keep a notebook in your car, gear up a nice music playlist, and that's actually free therapy. So actually when I asked the therapist, I said, what is some free therapy I can give my burnout community? They said, music, journaling, and animals. So awesome if you could have your animal in your car, right? But that's not most of us when we go to work. So are you gonna use music as a therapeutic type of commute to get in the mindset? Are you gonna journal a few of your thoughts, get them out of your head a little bit. They don't always have to be positive. Don't discard the negative, right? But you need to get them out of your head and get them out there on paper. And the cool thing about that is when you do that, it might be the catalyst for movement and action to do better. Because once you put it on paper, it's kind of like, ugh, ugh, I didn't know I was thinking like that. Or when you have like consecutive pages like that, you're like, wow, I am like the negative Nelly of the group, or I am really going through some crap, I probably should get help. It can be that movement or that trigger to get help, get support, or take action. So um, music or uh, writing in a journal or notebook. 
those are two great things uh, to use to go from that negative mindset to a positive mindset. The other one is podcasts or gearing up funny videos. Now this one, I highly, highly recommend you prepping this ahead of time. So find a podcaster you like, find um, people that are inspirational, find comedians you really like, and I want you to get them in some kind of playlists in your like podcast library, in your YouTube library, something where it's a quick click. Because otherwise you're gonna end up scrolling around social media or messing around for a big amount of time and now it's time to go into work. So prep as much as you can and trying to get you to that uplifting type of mood. So there's some podcasts, podcasters that I listen to in the morning when I need inspiration or I need motivation or I just need to be in a good mood. There's some music playlists that I already have lined up where I can just click on that station and I'm good to go. There's some comedians I love to watch or listen to that gives me a good laugh when I'm just not having a good day or I'm low energy. So you're going to have all different mornings, right? You're going to have low energy mornings. You're going to have high energy mornings. You're going to have difficult stress mornings. So what can you line up ahead of time for your commute, for when you're sitting in your car, for that department store where your kids just flipped out for the last five minutes at the register to just reset? And sometimes we need that support, right, to get out of our head and to switch gears. So what are you going to line up in your car to do that? That's number one. Number two is what is in your control and what is out of your control? Sometimes we sit in the car too long because we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. And maybe we already had a chaotic morning. Maybe we had a chaotic week that we just can't take anymore. We are at our limit. So remind yourself what is in your control. And a lot of that, we just kind of create our own helplessness and hopelessness because we don't take control of what is in our control. Have you talked to your boss, boss about being overwhelmed? Have you had that conversation with that difficult person that's just screwing you over, over and over and over again at work? Have you went and talked to him and just said, hey, can we sit down for a couple minutes? I'm, I'm struggling to complete some things of my job right here. Some of the inputs you give me are not meeting up and I'm wondering if we can just talk through the difficulties you're having getting it or maybe any misunderstanding in those reports. Do we have those conversations? Oh, no, no, we don't. We like to keep the monster under the bed. And like in previous trainings, the boogeyman's going to stay there unless you look under your bed. So addressing those conflict uh, relationships at work are actually going to bring a lot of ease and control back to your uh, work life. The other thing is we like to tell stories in our brain, right? We like to fill in the holes that that person just doesn't want to do the report or that person always calls in sick or doesn't show up when my reports do or to the meeting prepared. Have you ever had a conversation with that person? Do they even know what the expectations are? Everyone works different. Everyone has different personalities, but rarely do we have the conversation to meet in the middle. So 15 years of working in HR and conflict resolution, I'll tell you that most of the time, the two people with conflict don't understand enough about each other's expectations. So this gap grows bigger, 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 and the monster in their head basically settles on their difficult person. Or they're screwing me over so address the monster in your control now that's discussions with your boss that's discussions with um, difficult people at work that's discussions with relationships you have family members or friends that are just you're throwing energy away to these difficult relationships but they don't have to be difficult if you take them back in your control the other thing is what's in your control in the morning before you get there if you ate the crap food if you over caffeinated if you're on this like slump of um, burnout, which I go into in other episodes, 
yeah, you're probably not setting up your day, right? And that's all in your control. So don't throw away control. And that's for another episode, but start small. What is in your control? Did I have too much coffee today? Do I need to drink more water? Do I need to just say, hey, boss, can we talk sometime this week about some of my workload? I'm really struggling. What's in your control? That's number two. Number three is that set up your morning. If you went on social media all morning, if you um, looked at your work emails the first thing you woke up and then got all worked up, why are you doing that to yourself? Save that for when you get to work. You just ruined that like whole morning, you ruined your commute, and now you're already jacked up when you go into work or when you're at the department store. Same with um, setting up when you go places. Right now, it's very 50-50 chance of what stores require. Do they require masks? Do they not require masks? Do they allow big groups of people in or can you not even bring your kids anymore? Look that up online, give them a call. Treat it as if you don't even know the store hours, right? Get rid of the chaos by setting up before you go. That's the goal. So set up what you can as almost you're going on like a vacation or a trip. It doesn't have to be that big. It will get more routine. But what you're doing is you're basically reducing the chaos you cause on yourself. So set up the day. That's number three. Number four is proof of progress. One reason why people get into burnout and away from energy is they just get on this like hamster wheel of languishing zombie mode. Day in, day out, it's like Groundhog Day, just over and over and over again. So one way to move back to energy away from burnout is progress. And all you have to do is prove to your brain little things. So say, I'm having a really crappy day again today, or my kids are flipping out in the store. That little notebook or that music, once you're done with that, that nice action habit, that tip one, I want you to just like take 10 seconds, breathe in, breathe out, and recognize that you just took a step towards healthy stress coping mechanism. You just took a step that you didn't do before. Maybe you recognize you were over caffeinated and you have water with you now at all times. Take a sip of water and be like, whoo, that's right, I took water. I didn't go through Starbucks and get a coffee to ease my, my stress. I didn't go to McDonald's to get my Sunday to dip my fries in. Awesome. Teach your brain progress that you are actually moving towards more healthy, productive behaviors or where you wanna go, whatever that may be. If you have a conversation with a difficult person and it doesn't go well, well, just still recognize that you you confronted the situation. You didn't let it just stir in your brain. You didn't keep it all inside. Maybe you finally called a therapist or called um, someone to, to finally support you. Regardless of what happens next, you made the call. Recognize that progress. Recognize that you're even just watching this and maybe taking some notes. Progress. That's all you have to do is prove to your brain progress and you start to move to energy and just build on it on little bits. You don't need to reinvent your life. Just little bits of progress to show it doesn't have to be the Groundhog Day every day. Every day is a new day and you can start to build on it to where you want to go. Number five is you are basically in survivorship mode if you are sitting in your car every day just dreading going wherever you're going and um, basically just thinking the world is out to get you. You think everything is a threat. Survivorship mode of the brain is an ugly, dark place. It is very difficult to get out unless you start to prove to your brain that you're safe. One reason why we sit in our car and not sit out in the open parking lot is because it's a safe space for us. So sit in your car and say, am I safe right now? Is there an actual threat if I step out this car? Ask yourself these questions. Ask them out loud. 
plop down that mirror and ask it right in the mirror. That's that's even better. Some mirror image questions. But prove to yourself you're safe. Sometimes when I got way too far and to sit in my car too long, like sometimes I was even late for work because I was just sitting in my car, not wanting to go in. And, and sometimes I'd just be crying and just dreading the day. I just needed to like take a deep brother, breather and realize there is nothing that is a physical threat to me when I step into today. There's nothing that is really that much out of control that's going to be life or death. I had to start proving my brain I was safe. And these are, again, little baby steps you can do, but your brain is also looking for proof of your thoughts, as we talked about. So if I start thinking that and I walk through the door and I touch that door frame and I say, I'm safe, I'm safe here, then that's what it will be. Now, I've worked in the burnout community long enough to know that there is traumatic situations that have happened at work, at department stores, um, traumatic active shooter situations that, yes, now we need to go to like a trauma therapist or coach to get over these things, but... For the majority of the population, we just need to get out of our car and realize that we're safe. So I hope these five tips help you move from negative thoughts and negative coping strategies over to healthy stress coping behaviors in your car. It's okay to sit in your car. Actually, take those couple minutes. I highly suggest it. But make sure you're doing healthy and productive habits to move yourself out of the survivorship mode. You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgery. Come join a holistic community that specializes in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10, get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely journey. I want you to know you're not alone. I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today.